you know, my stuff has to work 100%, otherwise it doesn't show up. So, but it, it was really good. And I'll tell you, one of the best parts of my whole week was meeting Chuck. Um, I got to spend some time with Chuck. I know it was a whirlwind for me um, because of how much was going on at SEMA, especially around the build that I did. But um, getting to hang out with Chuck, I'll tell you, he is just, he's a good person. He's a pistol. Um, I, I, I wish I could have spent more time with them. Um, oh, he, he bought you breakfast? <laughs> how much did you know, pay? You know, he, he never did buy me breakfast. I did have to tuck him in one night because <laughs> he he couldn't keep hanging with the big boys. But um, <laughs> I, I, I heard that he actually embarrassed you on Fremont Street. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Dog Show. With Wimby, there will be body damage. Chuck. I like making people laugh. That's, that's it's good for my soul. Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And well, I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. All right, I'm going to start with something here. I see a potential uh, grudge match coming up. So, uh, Chuck, try to be nice. All right, thank you for joining the uh, the roundtable tonight. We uh, really appreciate it. If you don't know uh, how to join the roundtable, you just uh, go to the the <laughs> just go over to uh, jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and you can see to sign up for our newsletter. Uh, so, are you new to the roundtable? The roundtable is listeners like you that connect with us on Tuesday night at eight p.m. Central Time to get the meeting invite information. Subscribe to our newsletter at jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Let me say that once again: jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. So we now join the Zoom meeting, which is already in progress. Remember to mention your name and general location the first time you speak. Hello, Zoom people. Howdy. Howdy ho. All right. So uh, <laughs> I think I already warned you, Steve. Be careful. We have uh, kind of an open uh, invite. social media post. Yeah, open invite for uh, anybody in the Twitterverse or uh in instagram so we may have some shenanigans on here and i'll just uh, let our listeners know ahead of time we we take care of the shenanigans pretty 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 quick but it's still fun uh for people just to to jump in and uh, cause all kinds of ruckus anyway uh that's the uh, the danger we're willing to accept for uh, entertainment what the hell's a tiktok you know what tiktok is no so you never had any uh, IUDs or uh, anything like that out there on the uh, uh, out in the army where that was uh, that was ticking and talking and blowing up. We we had IEDs all the time. No, no, I said IUDs. Yeah. They were tricky when uh, they would hide those things. No, we we we're I'm very well versed in IEDs, but we just blew <laughs> them up and kept going. <laughs> All right, so we have a list of questions tonight, and uh, I'm, I'm going to start with uh, – now, we, we have an interview coming up this uh, this Friday with uh, ElementFire.com, and this is the reason for this uh, first question. And I think the, the, the answer is going to be, yes, of course I do. I'm not a dumbass, uh, and, uh, but, but I don't have this, and I, I don't feel like I'm a dumbass, but I guess that's the way dumbasses feel. Do you have a fire extinguisher in your Jeep? No, but no. <laughs> let that son of a bitch burn down man i want the insurance money <laughs> just a scrambler anyway yeah who gives a shit it's a giant piece of crap see that bothers me just a scrambler that's an old vehicle you don't want anything that, bad to happen you got, with that. you got plenty of room in the tub for that yeah yeah i mean this 
I mean, the insurance thing scramblers are worth like $35,000. I'm half tempted to just catch it on fire tomorrow anyhow. <laughs> that would be that would be the B and the BPOS? That's right. <laughs> Burn. Burn. of shit. <laughs> Give it A. <laughs> from central texas so i uh i normally don't have a fire extinguisher but when I, you know in my my jeep but when i i go on like the overlanding trips and whatnot then then i'll carry one and i do have one of the the element extinguishers just because it's it's nice and small and compact I was really impressed with it. I had no idea uh, about this until I uh, interviewed Robert at uh, uh, ElementFire.com, and uh, it was really, really neat. Yes. I mean, it looks a lot like a, like a road flare. I mean, you even kind of, I guess, strike it kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. like, a, like a road flare on yep. there. So it, it's really interesting. So I've never had to use it, um, but I saw all the, the YouTube videos and the demonstrations and, and you know, the the – you know, info on their website and, you know, I figured it was better than carrying like a full size extinguisher, at least to have something to maybe give you a fighting chance. And then I think the other thing that's nice about it is you don't end up with all the chemical mess. Right. So if you have like an engine fire or, or something that you need to push out, you know, to put out, you know, you're not going to be left with a, a huge mess afterwards. Oh, and this, and you guys let me know if this is too soon, but uh, you will hear in that interview coming up Friday that uh, he also uh, interacted with Jay Leno, and yes. Jay Leno bought a lot <laughs> of those. <laughs> Somebody saw it coming. Oh, Jay Leno oh, bought a lot of those soon. Element oh. Fire, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which they offered to give him, you know. But he said, "No, no, I can buy them," and of course he can. And uh, now, now we're in a situation. I wonder. I wonder if Jay got to use the uh, the Element Fire. I'm sorry, Jay, but it's comedy. You know, comedy goes anywhere. It doesn't has no bounds. Well, it's funny, Tony, because I, I remember seeing that video, and that was kind of when I heard the news or whatever. I'm like, oh, I wonder if they got the, you know, got a chance to use uh, one of those element fire extinguishers. <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> so, if you guys don't know, and I'm waiting to hear how Jay's doing, but Jay Leno was involved in a, a, a car fire, uh, and Boiler uh, alert. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, it, it burned his face. I'm, I'm hoping his chin is blocked oh, a lot of that stuff. From getting on his uh, the main part size, you don't want to you don't want to burn to anybody's face. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. It was a gasoline fire yes. from his steam car. What was it? It was a gasoline fire somehow messed with a steam car. I haven't figured that part out yet, but apparently a steam car still requires gasoline. I don't know if it's the boiler. Oh or yeah, maybe so. Interesting. Oh shit! Okay. He so, might be the new Richard Pryor then. Richard Pryor got burnt too for a whole different reason. See, that can't be too soon. That was a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) Old circumstance there. Dang it, Chuck. That'd be funny if if Jay Leno showed up to the uh, the Zoom room here. (laughs) I'd still give him shit, though. (laughs) I guarantee you, Jay Leno has no fucking clue this is happening right now. No, I know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, Steve outside Chicago, I carry a fire extinguisher. And one of the things you got to consider, too, is, yeah, Chuck, your Jeep may burn up, but if you're in an area like right now in really bad dry conditions, you don't want that spreading at all. Oh, Jesus Christ, Steve. Hey. Fuck, we get it, bro. Well, you had that situation today, didn't you, uh, Chuck? You actually had a, a, a brush fire or something, didn't you? Yeah, that that was a picture from last year when I burnt the county down. 
Ah, okay. So, yeah, totally fine. We do it all the time. I was, I was actually on the fire department, so I needed something to do that day. So. <laughs> fire, fire. Well, this is this is the storyline for Backdraft. <laughs> yeah, yes, which is a very real movie. I mean, if you ever want to really learn what it is to be a firefighter, watch Backdraft because that is the thing. Yeah. Um, sure, it's like a documentary. I mean, uh, yes. so this is John Central Texas, and I'm like, with Bill. Like I, the Element Fire thing, I never heard of it until he showed it to me. The one that, and that's what I got. But I don't carry it unless I'm going on a long trip. Just something else to, to kind of pack away. But I was looking at all the other options for like getting the small, you know, tanks and mounting on the roll bars and just various things, and they were all just too bulky and so i really like that it just kind of fits like right there in the back underneath the back seat mm -hmm. i don't know uh i don't remember if this is part of the interview or just something i thought of uh, i'm wondering if one of those mag light uh flashlight clips would would hold one of these things um probably too big you think so yeah they make, pretty, yeah they make clips they, i mean they make a couple different mounting options i have like a couple clips set up on in the back there so you can secure it but you can grab it without having to latch it or you know fuss with it like well, you, need it. you can just quickly pull it off and a friend of mine has one he's got it uh velcro to his roll bar yeah that's a good right. idea and then they're Literally, not and they're not heavy right so, so you don't have to worry about it being a projectile that'll kill you right. well it's, if you need it you're gonna need it quickly and you want to get to it quickly mm -hmm. northridge actually sells a combo where you can get the element and a little mount with the release um on their site yeah, this is Larry from St. Louis. So I have a fire extinguisher on my back roll bar, but unfortunately right now with the swing out on it, you can't get to it easily. So I need to relocate it. We saw a fire at Hidden Falls. That was it. The first time you were out there, uh, well, the first time I saw you out there, Tony, remember there was that guy just did a Hemi swap, I think, and that orange tree coming up out of uh, No Name. And I think it was like power steering fluid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, power steering fluid got caught on fire. Everybody was running over there with the regular extinguishers. <laughs> Who's the guy that told them, no, no, no? It went out pretty quick. I don't think they really had to, to use all the extinguishers, but. He scary. was hoping it did burn down, is what he was saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Chuck. <laughs> I know, I know dad always ran, uh, actually, I think his fire extinguisher is still on his passenger side front uh, roll bar deal, but dad always said that you had to do it for Jeepers Jamboree and uh, Sierra Trek. So I'll, I'll have to get one for next year for the Scrambler, of course, but that is a prerequisite. You cannot do it without without a fire extinguisher. Yeah, there's a couple of Jeep clubs down here. They run uh, events twice a year, and that's one of the requirements on the checklist as well. Yeah. Well, do the elements check that requirement, I wonder, since they're not the traditional tanks? Is there any kind of rule book issues or anything like that with going on these things? Well, that's a good question. Yeah, I don't read those. Just, I don't know. Probably just fire prevention of some sort. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, a, a, a stiff blanket then, you know? <laughs> or a guy with a lot of beer in his belly that just has to pee a lot. I mean, that might help. What's your What's your best time uh, getting that out for uh, the extinguisher fire chat? Uh, two tenths of a second. <laughs> if I've been holding it for a long time, it's two tenths of a second. Well, remember take take your time <laughs> zipping back up though. Uh, that's a, <laughs> that's a dangerous dangerous game. 
So if you guys don't know what we're talking about, Element, uh, the, I'm looking at the Element E50 fire extinguisher. Uh, they say here on the site at uh, elementfire.com. Uh, and, and we don't normally do this uh, promotion for stuff or interviews that are coming up, but I think this is really important for, for people to have in their vehicle. Uh, and if you're like me, you don't like getting the, the heavy uh, stuff that you got to mount, and, and if you don't mount it properly, it becomes a projectile. And the thing that kills me about the fire extinguishers is they expire. I know that when you need it, you need it, uh, and, you, and you should have it. Anyway, they say here on the site, our most popular model offering 50 seconds of fire uh, fighting protection. E50 is recommended for professional use, uh, automotive, power sports, garage, marine, etc. E50 is extremely small and lightweight construction, allows for storage almost anywhere, uh, internationally tested and certified. Well, I bet you that certification answers the question for uh, that uh, thing if you can uh, use it on Easter Jeep Safari. And uh, if you're uh, at a uh, uh, at a builder's site and he's uh, smoking heavily, you can use it to uh, put up the uh, cigarettes. This is Chris in Kentucky. Uh, my fire department actually had a plan to where you could bring a expired fire extinguisher in and they give you one, a new one for half the price. Oh, I like that. So like any fire extinguisher that you have in your house, in your kitchen, or even in your cars, you just bring it in and they will give you one for half price. Very cool. So uh, if you're just joining, our uh, question, first question of the night is, do you have a fire extinguisher in your Jeep? This is Brent from Illinois. I, I run with one in my Jeep. Now, I've never used it for myself, but I did have a camper up ahead of me on the highway pull over with a brake fire, and I emptied my little bottle on it, and all I was wishing after that was that I had marshmallows because that whole thing still went up. That bottle didn't do much. Well, it was uh, an A for effort, or an E for, Thank for you. effort. A, an ABC for effort, because that's what I dumped on it. <laughs> well, I think the cool thing is, is that you had it, and you were able to get to it, and it just wasn't. And I guess that's one of the things about the uh, the uh, Element Fire is it's 50 seconds of fire extinguishing goodness. So, and, and that's the other cool thing is, is that it's it's small, but you get a lot more use out of it. Now, I don't know how good the 50 seconds is. Apparently, it's pretty good, uh, at least enough for uh, Jay Leno to buy them. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, feel I wasn't like going there, the, Steve. <laughs> nice. I feel like we knocked the flame down, and if if I had more time with it, it would have probably done it. But we just had so much residual heat, it just kept going. Right. Yeah, I want to see yeah, this, this all is, this thing. This is Tony from Michigan. I keep a uh, two pounder. Actually, it's mounted to the speaker box that I keep right behind the driver's seat of my extra. And I actually have had to use it. Uh, I was pulling my small John boat behind the XJ one day and the tire went out. Got bound up underneath the wheel, which caught the uh, rubber on fire. By the time I got in the driveway, it was pretty engulfed in flames. So I had to whip out the old extinguisher on it. Was it the XJ itself or the trailer? The trailer. Luckily, yeah. I haven't had to use it on the XJ yet, but I Given the the history of this particular Jeep, it's just a, a matter of time. Yeah, I was hoping it was the trailer you were talking about. Yeah, caught the caught the wheel of a boat trailer on fire. Pretty pretty fun fishing story. Well, in, in case you guys didn't notice, the uh, uh, SEMA builder extraordinaire, uh, unofficial use only, Greg has joined us. 
Uh, and this is our first opportunity, uh, at least here on the, the Zoom meeting, to congratulation, uh, congratulate Steve on what I think was a really, uh, not Steve, Greg, on a really, really uh, nice uh, reveal uh, with the uh, JTE 5050. Greg, that thing turned out really nice, and I couldn't tell if they scratched it putting the, uh, the tires and wheels on it. No, they didn't scratch it putting the tires and wheels on it, but they definitely scratched it in mowing afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I bet I saw some of those things. That was nice. <laughs> it's, it's great. And, and, uh, and you're that type of uh, person. You, you don't mind taking the vehicles that you work so hard for out off-road and doing stuff with them. You know, it's kind of one of my things is even when I finish a vehicle, it has to be 100% ready. Um I've explained it to other clients before. If it's not ready to be used, it won't go up at SEMA. So when it showed up, it was a lot ready to be used. And after SEMA, they definitely used it. They took it right to Moab. And wow, that internet connection was so bad it dropped. He's gonna yep. he's gonna be pissed thinking I kicked him. <laughs> Either that or Stephen Hawking. Uh... <laughs> yeah your your connection's really bad greg i don't know why it usually is very is good oh here i'll try and move a little bit but, um you know my stuff has to work 100 percent, otherwise it doesn't show up so but it, it was really good and i'll tell you one of the best parts of my whole week was meeting chuck um i got to spend Sometime with Chuck, I know it was a whirlwind for me um, because of how much was going on at SEMA, especially around the build that I did. But um, getting to hang out with Chuck, I'll tell you, he is just, he's a good person. He's a pissed um, I, I, I wish I could have spent more time with him. Um, oh, he, he bought you breakfast? <laughs> how much did he pay? He never did buy me breakfast. I did have to tuck him in one night because <laughs> he, he couldn't keep hanging with the big boys. But um <laughs> I, I, I heard that he actually embarrassed you on Fremont Street. <laughs> I don't think he embarrassed me on Fremont Street. Huh, well, this is what I heard. <laughs> but but definitely, um, he's he really is a good guy. Uh, I was really really happy to meet him, and um, it was kind of cool. Some of the other some of the other things that happened. It, it was just a really really good week for me. Um, oh, it should have been you had an excellent build out there man was, well, the press with, coverage wasn't crazy and with all that pressure leading up to SEMA I'm glad that you had a good time and, and you didn't have you really didn't have to worry about anything for a while now you probably did worry about stuff but at least you didn't have to <laughs> right yeah uh, you know I mean you always worry about stuff and and especially leading right up to it there was when the vehicle showed up it had this Fisher Price rack on it and I was just dismayed um <laughs> Like it, it, it really, really bummed me out. Um, but it's their car, and you know whatever they wanted to do with it. But luckily, um, some spy photos hit the internet, and some people were uh, talking about how atrocious that rack was, and it didn't end up going on it. So, so that made it really, really good. Um, but yeah, other than that, it, I mean, it was a great week. I got to you know see some old friends and some new friends, and. Um, I mean, out of the new people I met, I, I met a couple of people from Jeep, which was pretty cool. And, you know, I even got interviewed by Jeep. And I got to see Bob and I got to see, uh, you know, some other people that I don't see a lot, like Tara, uh, who's a phenomenal off-road chick. Um, I know she's watched the show before, but I don't know if she's been a part of it. 
Uh, I know I, she got fried. She got hey, I think she's in the Zoom room, Greg. Greg you don't have to oh, say I'm that here. just because she's here. You don't <laughs> have to say that. she's here. I'm on my cell phone. I'm here, but you know, you said that Chuck was your favorite, and I'm the one that was bringing you lunch, so no more lunch for you. <laughs> no, no, no. I, said, I said I'd never. <laughs> and he well, muted himself. And the internet goes out. <laughs> the internet goes out. You muted hey, Tara, yourself. Next time, if you bring me lunch, you can be my favorite. And in Greg's defense, he Be didn't know. Afraid. In Greg's defense, he didn't know you were here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't know Terry was here. Um, yeah, who took that rack off the jeep? Uh huh. Not Chuck. <laughs> but uh, I get a phone call from from Kyle Forbes. So I'm sorry if I keep shutting out. I I keep muting him, but he keeps popping back in. Okay, good. Um, I was going to chastise somebody for uh, muting you. Yeah, that's that's uh. Just a phone call that keeps blowing in. <clears throat> Steve. Uh, no, all, all in all, the, the, the week was phenomenal. Um, got some got some really good meetings. Thursday night, uh, I was supposed to, I think I was supposed to even have dinner with Chuck again on Thursday night, and I don't remember if it was, but instead I, I ended up getting roped into sitting with the board of SEMA for their banquet. So I got to sit with the entire board. Um, one of one of the people on the board is a friend of mine, so she she put me in and made me be your. But that was that was an exceptional experience. So um, definitely, it was a great SEMA for me. And I mean, if if anybody has any questions, ask them. But otherwise, I don't know what to say. What's What's it like being in a board meeting? Is it boring? Uh, well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a board meeting. I get to sit at the board, the SEMA board table for the banquet so do the board members have a table that's higher than the the non-board members so it's like the kids table no it wasn't necessarily higher <laughs> it was just the closest thing possible to the stage and uh you know very influential people who i got to dine with and and talk about vehicle builds and stuff with so it was it, it was kind of a big deal for me because it's oh, not yeah. something people normally get to do yeah, I, actually, I'm Greg. surprised that you hadn't been more a uh, part of those things. I mean, you're a phenomenal builder. Uh, it, it, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that uh, this means that you're getting a little more recognition for that. Well, I'm going to try. Um, you know, I, I, I just, I like to build shit. So, you know, it's it's cool to, it's cool to get some of that recognition. You know, it, it feels pretty damn good uh, because I never, I never know what people are going to think about what I build. Um, and usually I get some press over it, which is, which is good, but to have people actually, you know, out of, out of the blue, come up to give me some kind of acknowledgement for my build was, was really exceptional. Mm -hmm. um, and other people like Tara to stick up for some crap, you know, I mean, I love Quadratech and I love them dearly and I love a lot of the people there, but don't, don't fuck with the hero car. Just stop. Just, right. just let me do my thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but but no, it, it it was all good. Uh, a lot of really good contacts. Um, even today, I got called by a guy who asked if I would build five more of them to do a limited run of you know one of five for people who might want one of those. Well, I think but, I recommended with a you know when Jeep, uh, uh, I guess it was on Instagram, they sent out a message with a poll about uh, should we did we miss the boat on this? Should we be building uh, two door gladiators? And by the way, Greg, if they do, we're going to push them to name it the Scrambler. Because I think a scrambler no, would be a better no, name for that. Can't be named a scrambler. Can't be named a scrambler. A scrambler doesn't have a separate bed. But, um, well, you could build it without a separate bed. Then, then it wouldn't be a truck. 
No. Where the hell's Greg Chuck? Greg is one hundred percent right. Where the hell's Chuck? This would be a therefore. Yeah, where's Chuck to get triggered? I know he, he got scared when Greg came out and ran. <laughs> no, he didn't get scared. I'm just no. I, he missed the compliments, and I'm glad that happened. Um, so um, no, it was it was really good. Yeah. So anyway, they uh, the uh, Jeep actually uh, posted up about that, which I thought was really cool. And I don't know if you saw my comment, uh, Greg. I, I I recommended that yes, you need to build the two door gladiators. And Greg needs to build them all. So you'd be really busy with all the orders for, from Jeep and people getting two-door two door gladiators. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would need more than me and just Captain Redbeard. No, um, no, people just have to wait. And you could sign each one of them, you know? Yeah, oh, I, I, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> um, but no, it was, it, it was really good. Um, I mean, I don't know what to say other than that. It was just, it was really damn good. I mean, good. Jeep doesn't share other people's builds. And for Jeep to be sharing my build um, was was definitely a highlight of the week, too. Mm-hmm. Well, highlight for us, too, because it's like we know you, you know, because you're coming in here to the Zoom meeting. So it was kind of, uh, they're kind of highlighting uh, uh, us Zoom people as well. <laughs> well, and you, you really have the only video footage of the build going underway. You know, I mean, there wasn't a lot that I shared. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot shared, but... Um, you know, nobody else has that footage. So, you know, go go for it. Post it up. Oh, yeah. I just got to spend some time uh, hunting and picking and editing. Oh, and uh, real quick, Greg, uh, before we uh, change this back uh, uh, from the Greg show, um, thank you very much uh, for uh, 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 telling people about the Jeep Talk Show while you were out there at SEMA. Uh, really appreciate you letting, letting people know about the show. Did I? That's what I heard. <laughs> That's what I heard. I'm going with it, man. <laughs> well, I, I think it was just because Chuck was there, you know. So I had to, I had to introduce Chuck. As you had to give a Chuck. reasonable explanation. I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and you know, I mean, he's he's a pretty good redwood of a man. So he 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 garners attention anywhere he goes. <laughs> Very true. Even even from all those transvestites on uh, Fremont Street, they were really, <laughs> there. We go. They really took a liking to talking to Chuck. <laughs> He should have known from the name uh, Adam Apple uh, that what he was getting into. All right, so uh, let's uh, let's move on to our next question here on the uh, the Jeep Talk Show Roundtable. What is your trickiest trail repair you thought wouldn't work, would not work? That means that it did, or if it was really really bad, we'll we'll take it even if uh, if if it uh, didn't work. It's a trail repair. <laughs> <laughs> Just build it right to start. You don't have to worry about it, right? Exactly. There you go. I wish I had said that because now at Hot Springs, I'm going to have to come up with something, I'm sure. You know, jinxed yourself. Yeah, we'll finally get to, get to use a trail welder now. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why I want you there because every time you show up, I don't have to weld anything. <laughs> it's like having a fire extinguisher. Yes, sir. Gives you good karma. So nobody's had any trail repairs that you were sure uh, wasn't going to work, but it worked out fine or beyond expectations? I have a bunch of them, but you said the Greg show is over, so I shut up. <laughs> no, nah, I went bigger, went home. I blew the engine, so I was done. That's my biggest. All of my trail repairs are kind of sketchy, so I just plan on none of them working. I'm just real happy when any of them do. Mm-hmm. So the, the best trail repair that I ever had that I did not think was going to work. Um, we were on seven mile rim in Moab 
And one of the group had a TJ with a TJ track bar and he was being a little too aggressive with it and ripped the bracket off of the frame. And I had a premier power welder on my rig, but I didn't have my welding leads. So it was useless. Somebody else had uh, one of those off the shelf welders and I forget what brand it was, but he forgot the connections to the battery. So we ended up just using, um, I think it was two or three Optima batteries. And the guy used a couple different sets of jumper cables to rig them together. And then using the jumper cables as the welding leads, uh, somebody else dug out some Mexican quarters. And I forget what year they were from. But he's like, these will work to weld. And lo and behold, they did. Um, they actually worked as the add metal and even the off gas. They didn't sputter too much. So we were able to weld back the track bar to the frame with some Mexican change. And I don't know exactly what quarter or nickel it was. Um, and just a couple batteries and some jumper cables and get the guy off the trail. So I didn't think that was going to work. It did. That, that was probably the most substantial one I've yeah that's amazing and uh larry you i, I mean somebody just uh, john was just making reference to that you actually have a trail wel welter uh with you is it with you every time you go out or yeah i take it out with me it's a one of those bun trail welders it keeps you from having to weld things i carry it with me right exactly got, murphy's law i always have a premier power welder on all my rigs too yeah, I mean, one of, I've been looking at those with JL. I'm a little concerned about any kind of backbeat and all the electronics. Uh, the way that they rig up, there really isn't. Uh, yeah, I've never seen any backbeat, but it does require changing the alternators. Yeah. Um, I don't know how far they are with that. I know Ace Alternators owns Premier now, uh, so it's an alternator company. So they'd probably be able to answer your questions. In fact, the guy's name there is Greg. So, um, yeah, I guess it. I got to do a really good uh, interview with Greg when I was out at EJS, and yeah, he said he's got it all figured out. I just, I'm, I'm a little, you know, I'm not gonna say concerned, but scared of all the electronics in a jail, you know. Oh, hundred percent. Once you use one, though, it'll blow your mind. I mean, I've I've single passed three quarter inch plate with a Premier Power Welder. Yeah, I, I, I would like to have one in mind just for that reason. What damage you plan on doing? The damage will happen that you can't take care of. It's when you're out in the middle of no man's land and you got to fix something. That, that's what. That's the only reason why I buy them. This is Chris from Kentucky. Uh, I had a trail repair on my front drive shaft. I mean, my front axle shaft. I have the split on my Dana Thirty, and the fork broke inside of there. I pulled it apart and I used a. Uh, a hose clamp to keep it engaged the whole time. Sounds like good thinking, quick thinking. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to get out of there without four four wheel drive. So, because I didn't have a winch at the time. All right. Well, it sounds like we killed that uh, that question. Uh, I was uh, I was thinking we were, somebody was going to have something really really tricky that they did uh, and uh, uh, didn't survive uh, the. <laughs> <laughs> survive doing it so this is one that we've talked about uh in the past or at least in my head i've talked about it <clears throat> uh so what do you think a tank of co2 or air compressor and why oh so 
me, I, I have a power tank and I, I don't think it's for everybody, but the kind of wheeling I do most of around here in Texas, it's mostly parks and they have plenty of air stations. So it's kind of like a backup for that. Um, but I, I, I would say though, if it's a tank, make sure you right size it. Cause I think that if you, uh, undersize a tank, you're going to be quite upset. So I went and got the biggest one that I could fit in there, which is a 15 pounder. And I love it. I mean, it's, it's fast. There's no moving parts. Like take it out of the Jeep and go back to somebody else's Jeep. If they need something without having to move mine over there, or having a mile of, of cable. So I, I like it. Uh, I will say though, that having that safety net of a compressor, which is, all that free air it can use and create itself. It, it is a, uh, it is a, uh, an, an interesting option. I, I love my power tank. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with Greg. Both is what I think is, uh, is really good. Uh, because if the, if the tank is ru has run out of air, what do you do now? Uh, we were key with, but was that you that we used on the, was that your power tank that we used to fill up the, the gladiator, uh, the last tire on the gladiator, uh, at hidden falls. Yeah, this is uh -huh. Keith from South Austin. I was going to say power tank. So it's good to have when you don't know where the switch is to turn the compressor back on. You can air up your tires in a friend. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I was I was down to my last tire and we were getting, not getting any air pressure out of the Hidden Falls uh, 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 air compressor thing. And everybody was looking around. So while well, we weren't the only ones that didn't know there was a reset, uh, I've never had to reset the timer before. So uh, I didn't know, know nothing about it. But anyway, uh, Keith helped me out, got the... Uh, the final uh, tire aired up. I would have hate, hated to dr uh, driven uh, really even very far to find some place. And that's the other thing. Where do you find a place to air up at anymore? Uh, it, you know, you have to put in a quarter or 50 cents and the thing is no credit better card. than, huh? Well, yeah, but a credit card is on. Oh, really? It's a dollar something. <laughs> most it? places. Well, it shows you how here. long it's been since I've done that. Yeah, so that's the issue I had when we were in Colorado, right? I didn't top off my power tank. So I, it was a little bit below full, and I got through a couple air-ups, and I ran out. And I didn't have – I literally just got a Morflay compressor. I thought, well, I'm not going to take it because <laughs> I've got the power tank, right? Yeah, that was a bad mistake. Murphy. So, yeah. yep. So, any, so anymore, the last few trips, and usually when I, gotta, when I go wheeling, I – drive quite a bit of ways to get to it so i i've been leaving the power tank at home i just take the uh, the morflate because it doesn't take too much longer to fill fill up all four tires than it does with the power tank so and when we were in colorado i couldn't find no place to fill it but but on that same that same trip i take on mine i did six fill-ups on mine all the way up and i did a little, a little bit on yours and uh kevin's there Right. so I, mean, I probably had seven plus full fill-ups and i still haven't filled it back up and i've used it several times around the house to top off the tires and stuff like that uh, including i had a slow leak i think in my front one from a valve stem and i went from six pounds 32 there's still air in it i mean i still got about three or four pounds left in it that is a lot of fill-ups on 37s so yeah so you got a 15 pound tank i was running a 10 and like i said mine was a little below full so I mean, just off the 15 versus 10, there's a big difference there. Right. And it's, and like, then, it's the prepare, right? It's it's right size in the, the tank. Make sure you got the right size tank and, and it's full. Um, you know, on the compressor, the only downside I'll say is if you uh, if your battery's dead or you have other issues where you can't run it, 
kind of situation. But if I got if I got a dead battery, I really don't need to worry worry about my tires at that point. (laughs) That's a good point. That's why I run both. So I use like a the very small little compressors, which will run a locker, um, but I have an air chuck for them, and then the power tank for just about everything else. In fact, even even the wall behind me, right? I use the power tank and a nail gun to do my wall. I use it for all my all my floors. But one of the nice things with the power tank, um, if you do pull your valve core, you can even reseat beads with it, where you can't do that with any electric compressor. Right. So it's it's a more versatile tool, even if you're carrying a small tank, you know, a five pound or a 10 pound. Um, most people don't know it. A 10 pound tank will air a 37 inch tire from zero to 30 PSI about 35 times. So they're just, yeah, real- I, I, I don't, I don't have that experience with my, my 10 pound won't do that. It should. If it comes down to it, I think mine, mine either. I get about five fillers. The best thing you can do is get a power tank to start due to its usability and portability. Um, you're able to run air tools off ones. You can use it on other people's vehicles without being directly on top of them. Where an air compressor, they're generally hardwired, hard mounted to the vehicle with the range being limited to the amount of hose or how close you can get where I know in Michigan, a lot of trails are intertwined with 50 inch ATV trails where you might run into somebody who's a hundred yards down a 50 inch trail with a blown out tire. You can't help with an air compressor that's hardwired into your rig where you can just grab your power tank and head down the trail on foot with a power tank and help out yeah well and, and some of the compressors um i know last year at uh, king of the hammers but this spring at king of the hammers tara had uh, an air compressor in a bag that was pretty convenient but same thing it just they don't put out as much oomph as a power tank does so it's just it's convenience um okay. it is an expensive convenience option but uh, once you have it it's it's hard to go back you know and i fill mine up at the local um scuba dive shop because it's like six dollars cheaper to fill it there than it is to fill it at the welding supply store but i don't know they're just convenient yeah it sounds like a great thing to have uh and uh, i love steve love power tank uh and uh he he was a great sport uh for sending out uh three giveaway power tanks when that wasn't the giveaway items but uh he he sent uh the the power tanks and and larry you got one of those things from steve at power tank didn't you that's absolutely the ten, that's yeah the and i said yeah i love i love the power tank my my issue is for my area the welding supplies around me won't, won't even touch it not unless i want to exchange the bottle Jeez. we don't have no we don't really have any scuba we even the uh paintball places around here they're almost non-existent anymore Everybody in our area goes to a place that sells CO for like uh, uh, restaurants and stuff like that. And it's a $30 fill up on a 10 pound tank every time I take it in. Oh, that's ridiculous. That is I agree. <laughs> so I think I, it's, I, like it, I, it cost me, I think, I think the last time I filled up my 10 pounder at the scuba place was $6. I oh, agree. Wow. You, that's you do have to admit that it is kind of amazing that there is a scuba shop near us 
<laughs> it's are, a are very weird location. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what shop you're so, talking. Uh, you know, I've okay. yeah, I, I was actually there today, but it's um, it is weird that it's there, but it's 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 a really good place. But and same thing, Tony. If you ever need power tank stuff, um, I, I know I don't have a retail storefront, but I am a distributor for power tanks. So anything you ever need, I can have it the next day. Oh, great! Thank it's, you. It, it, it's it's very good, good equipment. Know. I mean, there's oh, nothing. No. There's it's nothing you can. Notch. There's nothing bad you can say about the product at all. I mean, it's very high quality. It just you know, in my area, it's so hard to get one filled. I've thought about getting a siphon tank and just fill them myself. Because I can get this, I can get a, a tank at the local store that I can just fill it nonstop. It just you know now I you get, get a, a couple hundred pound tank. Equipment. Yeah, you can get a couple hundred pound tank. Even um, right. power tanks trying to get me to put one here, but they're uh, it's just the scuba shop's too convenient for me. But it's uh, you you can get a big tank and fill your own. Right. Um, I even sold what was it last year, or the year before. A local group of guys who are framers. That's all frame for a living. They bought a whole bunch of the little twenty ounce ones that they can wear on their belt because that twenty ounce one will run an uh, air nailer. They can run like a thousand nails off of that little twenty ounce, and they don't have to have the line everywhere. But, that's but I've nice. found I've done this twice. Uh, I did two complete fill-ups and I get about twelve tires on it, ten pounder, and that's it. How high so, are you here? Yeah, I wonder about the pressure, the PSI that they're uh, filling it. Up. I go from I go from fifteen to thirty-seven. No, I mean the tank. How much uh, PSI did they yeah, do the tank? I'll bet you. Oh, I, 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 I can't. I can't tell you that. I don't yeah, know. They're, how, they're right? I'll bet you whoever's filling your tank is not actually filling your tank. Yeah, yeah they're could way be. underfilling it. They're probably only going to like six hundred PSI in the right. tank and just <laughs> calling that. it good. Oh, I'm yeah. not saying it. I can't. I can't say yes. they are or they aren't, because right now they're the only game in, in the town right now. So yeah, that's I'm kind of stuck. I'm kind of stuck with they're that supposed right to now. Put it on a scale. When they fill those tanks, it's supposed to be on a scale, and a ten yeah. pound tank empty should get exactly ten pounds of liquid CO two. Um, right, and and they can actually overfill those tanks. You can, not that anybody should do it, but you can put fifty pounds in a ten pound tank. As long as it's not going to sit out in the sun, um, so it, that just that blows me away that you're getting so few fill-ups. Yeah, it's going to be the the, so the mouth. Used to get there. mine filled at the paintball shop, and I found out the paintball shop wasn't putting it on a scale. They were just filling it up to what they thought was max, and they were charging me full price for it. Nah, yeah, busman had to find somewhere else to go. Uh, I'll I'll quote a a very ancient philosopher: "It's a profit deal." So I was gonna I was gonna mention you guys uh, like I was saying earlier, uh, power tank absolutely great, Steve absolutely great. But uh, if you guys uh, want something that's a, a, a less expensive alternative, check out one of our past guests, uh, offroadairbuddy.com. I know I've had a few people say, "Who was that guy? Who was that guy?" He's actually here. It was awesome in the Houston area, and uh, yeah, he actually came to our uh, June fourth uh, uh, Jeep Talk Show off road event in uh, Hidden Falls, Texas. So, uh, so they actually have a carbonation business. So this was just kind of a sideline since he's a jeeper, and uh, yeah, I wish he was closer because I could get the uh, get it filled up over there really easy. But he's like in south uh, east uh, uh, part of uh, Houston, which is a, a dangerous place. <laughs> hey. Yep, yep. But it's that's not it. bad, Tony. 
<laughs> yep, yep. That's what I'm planning on doing. Uh, is I've got already got the the Vi Air air compressor. Just got to get it uh, the power wired up to it, and uh, I'm eventually going to get me a nice uh, tank to go along with it because I like that. It was uh, I know when Keith uh, helped me fill up uh, out there at Hidden Falls this last time. Uh, he just grabbed it out of the back of his Jeep, walked it over, and hooked it up. And I can see that would be very handy. I never even thought about the nail guns, uh, Greg. That's a that, that's really cool because. You don't have to run a lot of things. You're not running the air compressor. You just got the tank right there with you. You can move it around and uh, nail stuff. That's really cool. Yeah, I even did um, all the hardwood flooring in my house. So I did 3,000 square feet of hardwood flooring without ever filling a 10-pound tank. Did you uh, oh, wow. Did you take some pictures and send them to Steve at uh, Power Tank saying, hey, here's yeah, some did. promotional, did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> And I will really say cool. that that you know the, one of the last interviews you did with Tyler from Moreflight, uh-huh. that that Moreflight compressor, uh, that that thing will put out some air. I mean, obviously it's not the same as a power tank. No, but on a trail, I mean it's it's a really good alternative. And you have to hook I'm up all four. I need to get one and try them. You have to hook up all um, four uh, four tires to to use though, right? You can't just fill up one and, tire. Absolutely. I mean, in a pinch, you can. You, it, it ain't, you ain't going to do that compressor any any favors by doing that but yeah i built the four a four tire setup for it so i was so actually I can, I can run. Go ahead. yeah i was jealous of your setup you had when you were filling up because you were i was hooking up i was my first tire larry had his all four tires inflated before i even got to my third tire right he started after me finished before me with that more fluid system well, that four tire flame system is nice I'll, I'll tell you what, we bet we get to the end of the trail. Wendy and I park next to each other. I get out the uh, 10.6 in the Morflate four-tire system and start hooking it up. She gets out her power tank and starts. I'm usually packing my stuff back up about just a minute or two behind her using the power tank. Uh, by the time she gets out and goes to all four tires and keeps airing them up, checking them and everything. But she doesn't have the monster valve or anything on it, but I'm not much behind her airing up. And we're pretty close in tire size. This is Brent from Illinois. The thing about hooking all four tires at the same time is you can walk away and forget it. So I, I'm having to go up and manually connect my sways. And everyone else is running tire to tire, and I'm getting all four at once off of a, a more right. flayed equivalent. You just don't push the button to hook up your sways? That doesn't really no, we all, we all don't have Rubicons. <laughs> I would rather have a real disconnect over that electric bullshit anyway. Uh, I'm just giving Brent a hard time because <laughs> he's always crawling under the Jeep while we're just standing around waiting for his ass to disconnect his shit. So the, I, the I just cheapest I just took them off, but so I, well, it seems like I've heard this someplace before, and, and it's probably from one of you guys. So the Morflate uh, compressor, I have heard that uh, Napa sells one that is very much the same type of compressor. Yes. Yeah, that is the one I asked. He, he, even, he even talked about that. I right? thought so. It's it's yeah, not the yeah. same. It's not the. Uh, exact same as the new one it's the exact same as the one he first come out with that they first worked on okay yeah so the morph plate the 10 sticks has a pressure shutoff that'll 
it won't sit there and just pump and burn itself up. There's now you do pay more for the more flight for that option, right? So, you know, it really comes down to whether or not that you went with that option. So fifteen only four. And it was like yep. when, uh, I don't know what that is. Uh, when I bought my uh, Napa one. Uh, the first thing people were saying is you got to take that thing apart and redo some wiring inside. Sure enough, I took it apart and there was wiring touching something in there that gets hot. And if I hadn't done that, it would have been uh, probably curtains for that thing and not too long. Oh, so I'm glad, uh, glad I did what I did, but I wish, you know, uh, hindsight, just get the more flight. Yeah, the more flight was about a hundred. I think it was about a hundred bucks more than an Apple one because I looked at both of them. And you know, it, it seems like he has re-engineered that a little bit with some of the controls. It, like I said, it'll, it will flat out pump up four tires quick. Yeah. Very, very cool, as I like to say. All right, so uh, let's. Uh, this is kind of uh, dovetails in with uh, what Wendy talked about on uh, a recent episode. Uh, if you have selectable lockers, what percentage of the time when you're off road? I mean, like like you're, you you take the your jeep <clears throat> your jeep off road. What percentage of time do you actually use the lockers? Uh, I think she made a comment about uh, uh, she sees people hitting the trail and boom, the lockers go on and uh, they stay on until uh, the the trail rides over. Uh, and uh, I I think that now I've only. Just really relatively recently had a locker so i'm not uh i don't have a lot of uh off-road time but i like using it whenever it, the jeep don't go no more <laughs> so uh, I, I probably use it about three percent of the time there we go that's what i'm thinking only only when it's absolutely needed right because they're they make it they make it difficult for turning and and everything else and it's harder on the drive line i, I don't know i like the uh the free will spinning especially when you're on tight trails it's really nice. So, I, if I'm on an obstacle, now I'm not like I know what uh, Wendy was talking about, where you know try to make it without them. I, I'm not at that level. Like if I have an obstacle and I look at it, and I'm like, you know what? It'll be easier if I turn my lockers on. I'll, I'll turn them on and get on. But oftentimes, I, I rarely use both front and rear. I may put like just the rear, or but like you know that on TRO at the end that little shelf we were going up. I, I kind of turned them both on just because I watched all the trouble that uh, Kevin had going up before me on the YJ where he had that broken hub on mm -hmm. the front driver. Right. And I wasn't spinning on the line and I was going to take the same line. So I was like, oh, well, I'm going to throw them on there and made it up with no problem. Right. Now, could you have made it up without them? Maybe. But, you know, I I like to hit the easy button when well, I can. Well, that's the other thing that you just mentioned. I mean, if, if the Jeep in front of you or Jeeps in front of you are having a difficult time, yeah, you might want to flick those lockers on, uh, ex especially the the way people give give you crap about not making it. I mean, poor Chuck. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and it also just depends if you want to use your front or your rear because, I mean, it's nice to have the ability to use either or and or both. Well, and not only that, but what's at the top, right? If you're going to make a sharp turn, I'm terrified of using my front lockers and coming up to the top and having to make a sharp turn, right? And tearing something to shreds. So I don't. Maybe well, you, once or you twice, can't, I've you full can't turn on. You can't turn on just your front, though, with the Rubicon. No, I just turn on the rears. Right? That, that's that's I, such crap. Those don't turn. Yeah, I mean, that's why I, I don't have that anymore. When I, when I swap right. out the Dyna track front axle, I actually have my lockers wired to a. a switch over the rear view so i can turn them off and on whenever i want i don't use the the factory 
switches and all that stuff where it makes it a lot quicker to turn them off and on too because it's just a but more see, i'm just terrified right. of using the fronts just because if you start turning i've heard horror stories about people just screwing shit up trying to turn with them well and if you can turn because that re- gets yeah. really hard trying to steer <laughs> yeah Normally they're only on when I'm going up something like it's I'm like I said you're at an obstacle and you're trying to get over it and as soon as I get to the top the first thing I'm doing is I'm reaching up and I'm turning it off so I don't I, yeah. I don't move them on as soon as you're over the obstacles when I'm I'm out of it so to, to answer your question I'd say I'm probably around five percent maybe mm-hmm. if that yeah. and even then it's only rears yeah I got to be doing a shelf or something where my front tires need that for me to use it. Well, another thing to keep in mind, too, is, you know, at least on the, the newer Jeeps, when you go to engage that, it's not immediate, right? So sometimes waiting to tell you're, you're kind of stuck in a predicament to turn them on, it may be too late, right? You turn it on, and sometimes there's just that delay of having to kind of have the vehicle move a little bit before it finally locks, right? Yep. So I, I will usually, if, if I look at it, it's like, eh, this is one where... You know, the lockers would help or potentially I could slip, you know, slide over and get myself in a worse situation, right, where where then I'm really screwed or whatever, then, you know, just out of precaution, you know, I may turn that on ahead of time to make sure that those lockers are actually engaged, engaged before I, I hit that, uh, you know, hit that obstacle. But normally try to, you know, use it as a, a, a last resort. And I mean, I think when we went out last last weekend out at uh, – or the weekend before at Hidden Falls and we were out there, I think I only used it on that that last part there of uh, FMTRO. I used it on uh, the exit to Royal Gorge and as well. So that little... Uh, yeah, I would have used it there too if I tried that. So. And coming off a of Wildcat, that Jimmy's Rock, whatever you want to call it, come up the side there. Um, you, so let, but you're right. It's, it's, it's one of those... What do, you, what do you say? Don't lock your hubs when you're already stuck in the mud kind of thing right you don't, you don't you don't wait till you're in trouble before you get out and turn them on yeah brent so, illinois i wait until uh steve says uh-oh on the radio and that's when i turn mine on <laughs> uh, i thought it was when i said this is gnarly or, or that usually it's uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> now i got my so, wired into my aux switches um and if i hit my front locker while i'm in motion i think really bad things are going to happen with that front axle disconnect because the one half is spinning forward the other half is spinning backwards and if i hit that front locker while that business is going on and i'm rolling i think really bad things would happen i've never tried it well one way to find out (laughs) wait till you get a bonus or something to go fix everything (laughs) when you find out (laughs) i see a youtube video in your future with a million views that'll pay for it Right, right, Larry. I'll make sure to bring a broom. Absolutely. <laughs> you don't need a front axle to get home. Not if you can do a wheeling. This is Bob in Colorado, and uh, I turn the locker on when we're out on the trail. When we're going to be going up a, a steep approach in the trail, just because it, I run less risk of spinning, sliding back, or even just tearing up the trail. Mm-hmm. as i go up because we have a lot of erosion on the trails anywhere that it's we got a long hill or a steep climb we get a ton of erosion from the snow melt and the summer rains out here in the mountains 
I mean, the, watching that balls to the wall stuff that they do on TV with a lot of tire spin going, you know, 50, 60 miles an hour up in a a, 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 a dirt trench filled thing is, is exciting. But I don't want to do that with my Jeep. I mean, if I had something that it was purpose built, sure, hell yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. But I want to go slow and controlled and, and get up and over uh, the obstacle. Plus, it looks really cool, I think, when you go up it with minimal wheel spin and everything. You just kind yes. of pop up over or whatever. I, just, I think that looks cool. I mean, yeah, me too. That's- rock rock bouncers are fun to watch, you know, when they're, they're going balls out up a steep, crazy rock cliff or whatever. But, you know, it's something to be said with just a little pop-up just up there. When I got the camera out, please send it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good for YouTube hits, right? Larry, yeah, Larry's totally. in the crowd. Hit it! Hit it! Hit it! <laughs> I, bet you, I bet you can't. Yeah, you'll never yeah. make it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that was another great uh, Zoom uh, meeting that we've had tonight. We have these things every week. Uh, they uh, the the shows themselves last about an hour, but. Uh, the, uh, the actual zoom, uh, meeting goes on for gosh, it, probably at least another hour, sometimes longer. So you can be a part of that by simply going to uh, jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and finding where you can sign up for our newsletter. You'll get a weekly reminder of, uh, of, uh, being, uh, of where you can be on the show every Tuesday night at 8 PM central time. And, uh, just remind you again that, uh, coming up this, uh, Friday, Robert from elementfire.com will be on after 100 years, somebody has made a better fire extinguisher. Yep. And it doesn't expire. Well, I mean, uh, I guess if you had a time machine and you went far enough in the future, you, it, it probably would expire. But I love that idea of being able to buy a fire extinguisher. Uh, it doesn't take up a lot of room. It's not heavy. It's not a projectile uh, that's uh, that's going to do uh, uh, much damage to you. I won't say any, but much damage to you. And uh, it's uh, it's just a great thing to have. And uh, it makes it easier to carry around whenever it's not going to expire. It's going to be ready whenever you are to uh, to put out a fire. And uh, hopefully it won't be yours, but uh, you know, fires are good to put out whenever whenever they happen. So you can help promote the show by subscribing to our weekly newsletter and sharing it with a friend. You know, it doesn't get much easier to help support the show you love than just sharing the newsletter. You guys have a great night, and thank you for joining us. Podcasting since 2010.